as long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. Morning news on 710 KURV. Top newsmakers. Here's Sergio Sanchez. Our state representative, Terry Canales, he's, um, he's wide awake and refreshed since he went to bed early last night, gave up on the Cowboys, and it's a pleasure speaking with uh, Terry this morning. All right, T, I understand that late last week uh, you had to sit down with some folks here in the Valley and from Austin. We were talking transportation, so anything interesting come out of that meeting? Good morning, my friend. Thank you for having me. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, you know we we learned quite a few things, uh, and so and we and we're starting to prepare for next session so we can write our interim report uh, to present to the speaker to prepare for the legislation uh, to hopefully have what the speaker wants to what he's characterized as a transportation infrastructure session. Um, we learned that you know Texas does not invest anything um, in our ports past the gate uh, in our inland or seaports. Um, and because we don't invest anything, it's costing us billions of dollars in wait times uh, and costing Texans across the board, um, you know, 5000 bucks a minute every time a truck is sitting there. Yeah. Um, and so uh, it's, it's, there's some, some stuff that we need to do uh, and some very important um, priorities that we need to prioritize in order to move Texas forward so we can continue being the leader in the nation. Looking back past couple of years as you were at, uh, heading heading up the transportation uh, efforts uh, at the legislative level as, as chairman for transportation, some of the feathers in the cap, to you, looking back and and then quickly looking forward to what you would like to do if they, you know, they keep you as chair at transportation. Well, this, if I believe, uh, my, one of my staff members told me that if I'm put back, and it would be the greatest honor to be there, I'd be the longest serving transportation, definitely the longest Hispanic serving transportation, because I'm the only one. Uh, you know, uh, we've, we've created uh, some programs uh, that were the brainchild of some of the local officials right here in the Rio Grande Valley that was called the DAP program, which allowed us to uh, grow the FAR and McAllen bridges uh, exponentially by, it's called a donation assistance program, where we were able to work with the federal government. Uh, that's huge. Um, we've been able to move um, legislation that basically increased funding across the board by billions of dollars, you know, um, through a collective effort locally, um, through state, of state, federal, and local officials. We merged our MPO, creating uh, an increase in South Texas funding from $600 million annually to $2.5 billion over the next 10 years. And so um, we've done some huge things, and I'm proud to work with the guys, uh, men and women from TxDOT um, and, and my local delegation, um, including the senator. Uh, we've worked nonstop to make sure that we get our fair share. And those that's been a collective team effort, I have to say that. Chairman of the Transportation Efforts in the Texas House, or State Representative Terry Canales, our guest. 
Yeah, Representative uh, Tim Sullivan here. You're talking about the United Transportation Program funds announced last week, right? The Valley getting a record amount of those transportation funds. So what priority projects should that money go to locally? So I'll touch back. Yeah, the UTP is Unified Transportation Plan, and basically what that is, that's ten. it's looking forward 10 years. Um, it's not set in stone and it's modified, but generally that's where we're headed. And in South Texas, again, I'll reiterate that uh, we are the gateway to not only Mexico to the United States, um, but it is the lar- largest trading partner generating billions of dollars. For instance, the Foreign National Bridge is $40 billion in trade. It's the largest exporter, land exporter of oil and gas. Um, that coupled with Port Brownsville and all the bridges in between. But we're not connected to anything, and it's devastating us. Uh, if you go through far, you cross that far bridge, they go stoplight by stoplight through town, also carrying all that oil and gas right through the middle of town. Mm. And so uh, it makes no sense as a state and as a nation that these incredible economic engines that generate billions of dollars, we've got no, I mean zero infrastructure that connects them to an expressway uh, or an interstate. None of them are connected to an interstate. And so uh, I say, you know, I'm a big believer in border security, but border security also means making sure that uh, we know how to follow these trucks because a lot of whatever comes through comes through the ports of entry. We can't follow any of them, so they spider off. So that to me, making sure that we've got the infrastructure that surrounds these multi-billion dollar engines um, that feed our nation, literally food security, uh, are, are properly outfitted and we've prioritized the importance of what they are. So those highway transportation improvement projects that, that these monies would go to, you're talking about then, I'm, I'm guessing, the, the various uh, loop projects, the, the Hidalgo County Loop as well as the Cameron County Loop that will uh, move these trucks, uh, divert them around uh, McAllen and, and Brownsville, correct? High, highway correct. The new Highway 365, and can't remember the, the one in, in Cameron County. There's, we've got the, the, the two biggest here in Hidalgo that, that will merge most of what we need. is called the IBTC Corridor and the, and the 365. Um, and, and so those will also merge ultimately with the it's a system that we've got in place the problem we've got is people paying attention you know north of here to show you how important it is they're building cathedrals of freeways in dallas but they don't nearly generate the money that we have here and it's important to know you know 4.5 million trucks cross through the ports of entry those trucks consume pavement at 10,000 times the rate of a passenger vehicle so we have a disproportionate consumption of our pavement but we also disproportionately contribute to the economy, but we don't get a disproportionate amount of those dollars. That's and a so great argument. We get the short end of the stick. Yeah. How do we fix this, T? Because you being chair now, not guaranteed that you're going to get it next go around, and you know the makeup of the legislative session is going to change a little bit. We're kind of hoping that international trade is the priority by the governor and lieutenant governor, and of course there in the house, whoever your new, your new speaker is going to be. So um, trying to stay, uh, you know, hyper engaged uh, with my friends and colleagues and at, at the TxDOT Commission, uh, we've established some amazing relationships. It's truly been a blessing uh, that um, I was selected as the chair because it's allowed Tex- South Texas to have a seat at the table when we're talking about all these things. Um, and so making sure and trying to trying to get 
myself back in that chair, I believe, is really important for South Texas. Myself or another one of my colleagues um, to be there. Malna Martinez also serves on the transportation uh, committee with me, and he's a great asset. But making sure that we've got a seat at the table and that we're completely engaged on making sure they understand how important South Texas is, not just to Texas economy, but to the national economy, to national security, to food security, and promoting that. And, and making sure we get our, our fair share of the pie. Yeah, well, good luck with that with the state of Texas and transportation <laughs> efforts that haven't even fixed I-35 yet between um, San Antonio and Austin after all these all these decades. Uh, you got to get in line to uh, see if they fill your cup uh, with the necessary dollars for that. And again, i got 30 seconds left, uh, T. Uh, your efforts uh, for the ports, excuse me, the Port of Brownsville and the international ports, the, the land ports, would be to complement them with straight shots to the highways as quickly as possible. That's your passion right now. My, my passion is making sure that we actually connect these, like I said, multi-billion dollar engines and move commerce Fast. and goods faster. It's yeah. not only good for our region, it's good for Texas, it's great for the United States, and it's who we sh- what we should be focusing on, not only as a region, but the nation on a national perspective. Here. Thank you, Terry. Terry Canales, our Edinburgh State Representative, and right now still Chairman of Transportation Efforts in the Texas House. You're always on the go. Obviously pretty busy. Busy with work. Picking up my kids from school. From work to kids are running errands. Your entire day is a hands-on, never-ending frenzy of activity. Luckily, getting the news is now voice activated. Just say, Alexa, play 710-KURB. I'd like to know what's going on in my world. I gotta know what's going on in my city. Putting the smart in your smart speaker. I'm getting my news from you and my information. For the latest news and to find out what's happening in rich, clear audio. Just say, Alexa, play 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it, it's free. Let's check the economic performance from our huge magnet that is South Padre Island, the beach, the hotels, and all the beauty of the beach. Our Mayor Patrick McNulty joining us again. And as far as the latest data, Mayor, I know the unofficial end of summer already came and went with the um, the big Labor Day weekend. But um, as you gauged it all summer long, más o menos. How do we do this year as far as hotel, motel occupancy, retail activity on the island? Are we up? Well, our, our month of, um, let's see here, our month of July was up just a little bit compared to last year. So it was another red, record-breaking year. June was down a little bit on the hot. Uh, our June sales tax was down slightly, and our July sales tax was up slightly. May was pretty so strong. We're, we're yeah. still holding on to yeah. to what the what the the pandemic eras have been, but we're going to start seeing a drop in comparative to previous years, just as the reset comes in from 2019 yeah. because of the you know people are back to school, people are back to work, and all that fun stuff. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, because when we start the next fiscal year in October, you'll be comparing October this year to October last year, and you you still had very strong numbers, I'm guessing. October to December. And into, yeah, into we spring. had really good numbers for October yeah. and November. 
uh, and we're just, you know, from an island standpoint, we're expecting that the the reset will come in. We're hopeful that it's it's going to be better than 2019, uh, and that we can continue to see growth, uh, at least from a comparative of that number. Knowing that that the world has has reset back to kind of where it is, and you know, we saw a little bit drop off in our our valley partners uh coming down to the island in the summertime just because i think high gas prices were there and so we're happy yeah. to see that gas is coming down below three dollars in most of the cities and we hope that we hope that we see a lot more of the rgv back in on south padre island our mayor for south padre island patrick mcnulty joining us again mostly numbers in the black for summer tourism activity it's slightly up right now but that's good going into the fall what's the What's the strategy, Mayor, with convention and business, the chamber, other businesses? What's the strategy to keep those numbers coming, get folks back to the island during the fall, winter, and into the spring? Well, we, we've been working on a you know a fall, a fall campaign and a spring campaign to to remind people that we're the best beach in Texas, and we're just hopeful that that the economy is kind of staying where it is at this point in time. We start seeing a little bit lower gas prices and. And we still see some people traveling. We know that airfare is still very expensive, um, at, least it, at least from what I've seen when I've been looking at booking trips. And uh, so we're hoping that people continue to do their do- their drive down to South Padre Island and enjoy our beautiful beach. The our Texas activities and all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. The Texas, the Texas campaign, where we're trying to bring people down from San Antonio, Laredo, other parts. Were you able to gauge if any of that was successful in, in trying to get these people down here? Because I, I know we did a lot of signage on buses and other things like that. You know, uh, that data is still too to be ter- determined. It takes a little bit while to uh, put all that together and to, to analyze it properly. I know that we've seen a lot of people from Austin, and we've seen a lot of people from San Antonio and Laredo that have been down here this summer, and so we're really happy to see that, and a lot from Houston. And uh, so we feel like our campaigns are, are working, and we're just going to have to, you know, do a little bit of modifications, knowing that everybody is, you know, back to work and back to school, and and life's real busy. That big air show, the, the big air show roar by the shore right before the big holiday weekend, uh, that kind of fell on our lap. I, I would imagine that was a, a good crowd that showed up for that. Are there any other similar big events going into the fall or winter that? You can you know, draw some people from you know Upper Valley or maybe even so, other markets. Well, of course, we always have Sandcastle Day, so that's coming up here in October. We have the uh, Walk for Women um, Breast Cancer Awareness Parade that we always have in October. Uh-huh. Uh, we also have our Pride Weekend, which is the same weekend as Walk for Women there, and so you know we expect to have a lot of activity that weekend. And we have a lot of fishing tournaments that are down here, and those are always fun to see and watch and. We're, uh, you know, just hopeful for good weather and that, uh, you know, people are feeling free to move around. Mayor Patrick McNulty, South Padre Island. Overall, pretty good summer as far as tourism in the area. The hotel, motel number, the, the tax, pretty good. Retail, a little flat, but a little strong, just back and forth. Mexico, Mayor, since so many Mexicans own property on the island and they come to the condos all the time, um, is there a... Is there going to be an effort to try to advertise to them to come on back more often from Mexico? Oh yeah, no, we're definitely you know you know working on reminding our our partners in Monterey and those areas that that you know we're open, we're here. We had a lot of participation between 
July 15th and August, maybe August 5th, the, you know, their typical big travel week. We've got the ACCs coming up next weekend, and so we're hoping to see a, a bunch of our, our national uh, friends down here on the islands this weekend. Is there a chance that we might see some national retail or national restaurants set up shop on the island to be a draw as well? Because it's all homegrown, and I love the the local restaurants. But I'm just curious, like Galveston style, maybe set up something that would be family oriented on the island. Well, I, I know that there are there's there's some discussions with a few uh, major operators on bringing down one of their one of their um, concepts down here and you know it, it's just a process and we're sitting there and we're, we're, we're helping out and we're, we're doing whatever we can do to help just uh, you know encourage their participation in the local area and just takes a little bit of understanding the dynamics of South Padre Island to, to understand our cyclical nature that uh, to convince these larger larger restaurant operators to participate here I'm, but we're, we're always excited to help I know Last spring break, like the previous one, there was more of a focus on family-oriented tourism instead of the national headlines when it comes to spring breakers and all the craziness and, and all that. I, I, we still had our share of folks from college and schools come down here, but it was the focus is more family. And looking at the numbers for March, pretty good. Uh, almost, you guys were almost, almost 10% higher when it came to hotel, motel occupancy. Looking ahead to the next spring break in March. You'll be here before you know it. Uh, looking ahead to that. Yeah, no, we're already, we're already working on a spring campaign, but, you know, I think that, that we've found a good equilibrium between the, the collegiate spring break and the family-friendly spring break, and, and it seems like it's working quite well to mix them up together um, without going too crazy on the spring break side of things. We, uh-huh. of course, always appreciate our our, our, our good collegiate spring breakers down here, and uh, so we're just working on, on, you know, making our program a little bit better to, to remind everybody that you can have a collegiate spring break, but you can also have a very good family-friendly spring break. Uh, the businesses, I think, like the family-friendly spring break, at least the, the activity ones for the, the people who are doing, you know, fishing trips and that sort of thing, because that's, you know, that tends to be more of a family-oriented type operation, and, um you know, the bars and the restaurants are all gearing up towards towards which which market they want to work with. And as soon as Elon, so we're, yeah, we're happy with it. as soon as Elon Musk's, as as soon as uh, his, uh, as soon as Elon Musk uh, perfects his operation at, at Boca Chica Brownsville, that should be a huge draw. If there are regular launches right down the street at Boca Chica, I was taking the uh, the causeway this past weekend with my family, and I could clearly see the tower. Uh, I mean, the causeway, um, any of the, uh, the uh, just the beach, that would be a perfect location to see liftoff at, at the beach. Is oh, yeah. It's La Banca Park. It's got the, the front row seat from right. South Padre Island, and it's well worth it to go in there and watch a launch take off. I've, I've, I've seen at least one or two from that location, and, and it's, it's, it's quite amazing. It is amazing. And... What have you heard? Even anecdotally, we'd like to hear that the water. I'd like to hear that the water park did good this year. They're coming back next year. What do you hear, Mayor? I think they're they're 
happy about their year. You know, they've had some rough years just because of COVID and, and employment and that sort of thing. But from my understanding, I, I believe that they were they were pleasantly surprised okay. or pleasantly they felt good about their season. And we just hope we'll look forward to them building off of their season next year. All right. Well, they were t- already taking subscriptions. It's a great for, amenity for, for South Padre Absolutely, Island. it is. One of the family draws. Uh, anything else, Mayor, you want to note um, of the uh, the summer season now that we're closing up shop for the summer and looking forward to a good fall? Well, we're not closing up shop, but we're, we're, oh. we're definitely happy. Poor words on my part. Sorry. Yeah. It, yeah, poor words on my yeah, part. No, yeah. I'm, I'm just playing with yeah. you. Uh, and we're just, you know, looking for good weather and, and, and hoping to see a bunch of our, our RGB friends coming down to the island for the rest of this year on the weekends. We're looking forward to it. Continued success, Mayor. Thank you for your time. Our Mayor for South Padre Island, Patrick McNulty. Your Houston Astros play here. And he drives this one up the middle. That's a base hit. Catch Astros baseball action all season long on News Talk 710-KURV. Deep to left field. Kiss it goodbye. Every hit. Every home run. First pitch and he drives it. Left field. Good one. It's out of here. Astros baseball is powered by F&T Valley Motorsports, Riverside Development Services, MissionIncredible.com, and News Talk 710-KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. In the event there's a tropical system in the Gulf of Mexico churning this way, you want to keep it tuned to 710-KURV. Stay informed during hurricane season. Tropical coverage 2022 on air and online at KURV.com. Made possible by Mike's Plumbing, Electrical, and AC, Vega Roofing, McAfee Insurance, and Elephant Building Materials. It was a few days back, uh, we were talking to somebody in front lines of pharmacy. Also got a confirmation from other friends in medicine. We're seeing about the same number of flu cases in the area. Yeah, the flu season is here. Same number of flu cases as compared to COVID cases right now. And they, especially on the pharmaceutical side, my friend was gauging this based on the number of, of Tamiflu orders coming in for Paxlovid orders uh, compared to Paxlovid. Eddie Olivares is our Hidalgo County Health Office Director. Eddie, the flu vaccine, is it in town? Yes. Uh, good morning, Eddie. Good morning, Fred morning, and Tim. I tell you what, flu vaccines in town, it is available to the public, uh, through our county clinics, through your local physician, through your pharmacies and local uh, box stores. It's available. Encourage everybody to get it. In fact, right now, I am actually, every morning at this time, I look at the statistics for COVID, for flu, for all the other cooties we have in the area, and I'm actually looking at the statistics right now. I have six people in the hospital with influenza and one in ICU in Hidalgo County right now. Six in the hospital, one with ICU, and I think there's 11 throughout the Rio Grande Valley in the hospital. So there is people in the hospital with flu. Uh, I mean, and we got to be careful since we've kind of cut back on COVID precautions. Yeah. The same precautions for COVID prevention helped with flu prevention. So we're going to see an uptake in, in flu this coming year. I decided uh, to bring you aboard because there was a real interesting report uh, from our partners up at uh, Texas State. Uh, they were looking at uh, somebody did a a quick run on the Australian flu season and how the 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 flu vaccine for this year is based on 
the really bad flu season in Australia just a few months back. So we might have remedy for what potentially be a very bad flu season because uh, that report said it was really, really bad in Australia. Well, you know, actually, uh, we mirror the Australia numbers pretty well every year. Uh, the CDC actually starts, and CDC and FDA start developing the flu vaccine in May of the previous year. So they started looking at which flu vaccine was going to be used early February of this year uh, in the Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos area, because that's where the majority of flu starts a whole almost almost a year ahead of time. And they start researching that to develop the vaccine here for the U.S. and other parts of the world. So, And once in a while, not often, once in a while they miss it. But I think this year they got it on spot on. But it's going to be an interesting year just because of the of the relaxing of precautions for COVID, yeah. um, people have become complacent with that. Eddie Olivares, Hidalgo County Health Office Director, our guest. Yeah, Eddie, Tim Sullivan here. So with respect to flu and COVID, uh, what are you recommending? Should we still mask up, still sanitize our hands in workplaces, et cetera, et cetera? Definitely wash your hands frequently with soap and water. If you want to use a mask, that is, that is your preference. Uh, if you have flu-like symptoms, please go to your doctor and get assessed for the flu or for COVID. Uh, very important. We have the Omicron uh, vaccine available through the county uh, here locally and a lot of the other local physicians and a local uh Healthcare providers have the new Omicron uh, BA4 and 5 vaccine. You can take the Omicron vaccine and the flu shot at the same time. It is, uh, you can do that at once while you're at the doctor. Might as well just get both of them done. Uh, and the Omicron vaccine is a one-time vaccine. It's just a one-dose vaccine. So, uh, you know, while you're there, might as well get both. In fact, I'm scheduled to get mine next week uh, to get my flu and my vaccine uh, next week. And uh, okay. I'm looking at that, too, for this year's prevention. I've, I've gotten the flu shot every year. Oh, God, for over 20 years, I've gotten the flu shot every year. Yeah. Um, who should get this new bivalent uh, COVID vaccine? Well, I, I really feel that, you know, one of the things that it's interesting, this, that after two and a half years, there's a lot of data available. It's been interesting that there's been about about 5% to 6% of the population in general, just the general population, for some reason, they do not produce enough antibodies or their immune system really uh, doesn't retain the protection just in general population. So there's a few folks out there that even after they've gone full vaccine, that they, uh, they, when they do the titer test, that there's very little protection available. Uh, that, that's the primary target. Are those the older elderly folks for the most part? Another target that's very important. Okay. And then, of course, the very young. Um, even though COVID hasn't impacted young children very, very strongly as compared to adults and older adults, but it has affected children that are, in fact, right now I have 20 people, 20 pediatrics in the hospital, two in ICU right now for COVID. Uh, it does affect children who have immunocompromised illnesses and complications. So parents need to consider and review this with their pediatricians to get their children vaccinated for COVID as well. All right. Where do we stand regarding monkeypox vaccines for monkeypox being given out now as well right oh yeah we've been actually i i have to commend uh 
the it's been a regional effort. Department of State Health Services, Cameron County Health, Hidalgo County Health. We've all partnered together with Westbrook Clinic, Valley AIDS Council, and we've identified the highest risk cases. Uh, we're working all the agencies working hand in hand in vaccinating uh, the ultra high risk cases. Uh, remember, this is this is from from uh, contact flesh on flesh contact. Uh, and, and so we are really focusing on those areas. We have six total cases in Hidalgo County. I think Cameron County has two. And uh, so we are working very closely with our healthcare community and, and working with the high-risk community to to offer the vaccine. Uh, and we continue to do that. And uh, we have various uh, programs and, and projects to target the ultra-high risk for, for that for that illness. Eddie Olivares, sorry, Hidalgo County Health Office Director. Back to the flu vaccine that is now in the market. So if your county office, if you've got it, then it's time to go check with either your primary physician or the local pharmacy. They probably have the flu vaccine available now, right? Oh, sure. Uh, yeah, nationwide pretty much. Okay. It comes out the last week, first week, around around Labor Day is when pretty much everyone gets it throughout the country. So uh, we uh, we have it available to our county clinic. They can call 383-6221 uh, at our main number here at the health department. We'll, we'll get you affiliated with one of our clinics, get you an appointment. Uh, you could, you know, like I said, go to your local pharmacy, uh, lo- uh, local physician, and get that. It's very important that that be part of your annual uh, routine. Maybe this time next year, year maybe next time next this time next year they'll have the covid and flu combined um we're hoping that it happens that way it's uh, i see covid being an annual thing from now on i really do uh covid is mutating very quickly there's different forms and different variants and it's it's you know it's mother nature this virus is very um very smart very uh, very tricky it kind of continues to mutate in 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 different forms and and we just try to get ahead of it and real quick once you get uh, let's say you get the flu vaccine right how long does it take? Right. Like a week for to achieve uh, about the, ten days. About ten days. Ten days about for the full benefit. To, All to, right. Yeah, ten to fourteen days to get fully uh, protected. Now, remember, it doesn't prevent you from getting the flu. Well, you get it, it but it will be real short. Yeah, you got some the, type the of symptoms. Yeah. Thank you, Eddie, for the update. Eddie Olivares, or Hidalgo County Health Office Director. News Talk 710 KURV. When news breaks, we break in. Breaking news. Stay alert and listen to the weather forecast. We need to be aware and alert to what's going on. Breaking news means it's happening now. We mean now. Breaking news underway right now. Breaking news on News Talk 710 KURV means we're bringing you the news as it happens. We have a multiple In this particular instance, we are in receipt of information. When news breaks, we'll break in. Count on News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. Download the free app for 710KURV and all our sister stations at Radio United. Crisp, clear audio and access to previous programs from 710KURV only at Radio Parami. Download it. It's free. Rebecca De Leon, with South Texas College Dean of Dual Credit Programs. Welcome back to KURV, Ms. Becca. So let's focus Hi. on the start of a new semester. Did you see a growth in the dual enrollment programs for the college? Oh, yes, we sure did. We experienced a growth and looking forward to the spring semester to have even more enroll with us. Ballpark figure, Ms. Becca. How many kids do you have involved in dual enrollment? How many 
schools? How many kids? For this uh, fall mm-hmm. semester, we're right under 10,000 students. That's pretty good. So let's say some of these kids go through the program, still need to get their sheepskin, get their little uh, two-year degree afterwards and need to complete it at the college. Is there a program to help them financially to complete that? Yes, we just announced the South Texas College Promise Program, which will be a great opportunity for dual credit students who are currently seniors. So this is going to be our first pilot that we will be launching. The current seniors who are enrolled through dual credit at South Texas College will have the opportunity to be part of the STC Promise Program, which will help them to complete their credential at no additional cost. Is there an assistance program as far as tuition at STC that can help them move forward, maybe get a four-year degree as well? We will be assisting them to go ahead at this time. Um, We do not have one, but we will be assisting them on the transferability and the options available, whether it be their choice to continue with our bachelor's program or to transition to the university or other college of their choice. How many of these students that enter dual credit would you say are successful in getting their two-year associate's degree? 50%, 75%? Um, while Currently, we have about 20, close to 20% right now that are completing while in high school. Okay. Um, so this will open that pathway for the remaining students that have some hours to go ahead and complete the degree with South Texas College upon graduating from high school. Rebecca DeLeon is Dean of Dual Credit Program, South Texas College. This STC Promise Program, as you mentioned, how is it funded? We will be having nonprofits. So we do have our foundation. Um, that was just established in September. So we will be announcing our partners that come forth in supporting the program, supporting the students in the Rio Grande Valley. Are most of these dual credit programs, are are they, as they say, the basics for college? Or are some of these kids graduating with with skills, life skills, or trade skills where they can enter oh, the seven. workforce immediately? Yes, so we offer both. We offer both career and technical, where students may earn from a from a certificate up to an associate's degree, but we also offer the academic route. So students through dual credit programs have both options available at their partnering school district. At what grade do they start when they're in high school? Ninth grade? 11th or what? Based, based on the high school and, and the decisions that we make with each, they can start as early as ninth grade spring semester. So is the sky the limit on the number of kids that you can bring in, or are you slowly introducing um, a larger population dual credit at STC? Because I would imagine some of this work would be done online. Am I correct? For our current dual credit or for those that are right now through the pipeline with the, us? Uh, the like dual, for those that are coming forward. Yeah, the dual credit. I mean, how, how much more can you expand it? We're looking, I mean, previously, prior, prior to the pandemic, we were hitting close to 16,000 students. So the sky is the limit. We're okay. looking for the opportunity for any student here within our 21 partnering school districts to participate in dual credit. Um, it's opening wonderful opportunities, making an impact within our community, and that's what South Texas College is all about. Rebecca DeLeon is Dean of Dual Credit Programs, SDC. How much of it is it online? How much is it in person, Ms. Becca? Right now, our dual credit program, 95% is in person. We do okay. have... So a few courses um, that we work with the school district should they need them to be online, but it's very minimal because we do have our high school teachers and we align it with the high school schedule. Um, the high school teachers have been approved as a, like for instance, just the same process as an STC full-time faculty. Okay, so they stay at their high school campus? They don't go to STC, an STC campus to, to take their class? Correct. So our dual credit students take the courses at our high school sites that we do approve. So they are approved college sites um, where they're able to take dual credit courses. 
and whether it's English or math, whatever it is that they take at STC, it's fully transferable. That is correct. It's, yes. fu- it's fully transferable to, I don't know, UT, Texas A&M, any Texas school, right? It definitely is. It's transferable based on the courses and the degree path that they select. So we have an amazing advising team. Um, our staff goes to the high schools, advises the students, helps them to uh, select that pathway that they're seeking to ensure that the courses are transferable to the university or college of their choice. Okay, so about 20% are finishing while in high school. Uh, the rest need to go to STC to get their associates. This STC promise, um, this tuition assistance program, when is again, when does, it, when does it kick in? Do you have to sign up for it? Yes, so we will be announcing more information in the coming weeks as it is part of a grant that we did receive through the economic mobility system. So they've been um, offering this opportunity to, to the Dallas area, San Antonio. So we're excited that now it has expanded to the Rio Grande Valley. So we will be expand, uh, excuse me, we'll be sharing more information in the coming weeks about specific criteria forms, you know, the next steps of what our current dual credit student seniors need to go ahead and complete. This might, this question might be more for uh, other departments um, that might be in charge of working with industry and economic development, but is there a chance that maybe STC might start gearing some of this curriculum for some of these trades and some of these skills that will be taught to fit new industry, new factories, new companies coming to the area, uh, or maybe promise those skills to companies that wish to come to this area, you know, folks that are being uh, recruited by Uh, economic development offices nearby so i know yes this is definitely the vision that our president has shared to continue expanding for the industry so i'm i'm confident that there's more to come in the coming months to years um, from south texas college okay miss becca thank you for your time Ms. rebecca de leon is dean of dual credit program south texas college As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Para Mi app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV. You're listening to the best of the Valley's morning news. Here's Sergio. We saw a report from our local university and college. A new agreement might make registration a bit simpler. For folks wanting to go to college, Dr. Guy Bailey from UTRGV, our president from the university, joining us right now. So tell us a bit more about this agreement between STC and our university, Dr. B. I'd be happy to. You know, we've always had real good uh, transfer agreements with uh, South Texas College, but uh, you've always had to do two applications, one for them and one for us. And so what we've done is simplify that by, uh, you know, requiring only one application. And so this has a number of advantages for students. Let's say that you've applied at UTRGV, but there's something that you still need academically before you can go. Well, you can be automatically admitted to South Texas College, the same same application. And so what this does, you know, it, it really reduces bureaucracy for students. It provides ease of transferability uh, back and forth 
you know, it's it's just a, something that I think students will find will make their educational journey much easier. The new application process, when does that kick in again, Dr. B? I, I this it's, it should kick in uh, now. I mean, okay. we're, we're ready to begin implementing that for students to apply in the spring and the fall. You're looking at last time we spoke with you, uh, Dr. Guy Bailey, uh, president UT RGV joining us. Last time we spoke with you, you were looking at amazing numbers when it came to folks registering for college this semester, pre-pandemic numbers, and then some. I, I would imagine that some of that is uh, due to free tuition. You know how that you have that program. And, of course, right, right. that that leads to some growing pains at the college. I've seen other reports and write-ups and TV stories on uh, the parking situation. It's a nightmare. People having trouble with parking. So does that bring bring up the issue of maybe a, a multi-level parking garage or a park-and-ride system well, for the university? Actually, we have plenty of parking, but here's the problem. Remember that we had not had a full schedule of classes on campus since 2019. So that means most of the students going to UT RGV, up to well over half, probably had never been to classes on our campus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the first day of class, yeah, everybody right. showed up and not knowing what to expect. And so we, we think a large part of that, it seems to have worked. So we have plenty of parking, actually. Now, some of that is remote, but there's transportation from the remote parking lots. So uh, we think a big part of that came about simply because we we had a bunch of people who had never, we suddenly had three classes of students. Think about this, 20, the class of 20, uh, the people who entered in, in 2020, 2021, yeah. and yeah. 2022. Yes, that's right, online. Uh, all suddenly coming to campus for the first time. And... Uh, and also, the the city of Edinburgh is doing work on Junior, and that complicates matters as well. So those two things together, we think, created a lot of chaos the first week. They seem to have worked themselves out, and, you know, we've the complaints have dropped dramatically now. Okay, and, uh, okay. And people have figured it out. But uh, we, 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 we knew that uh, there would be some issues with people, everybody coming to cl- class for uh, campus for the first time, but... It's really, if you think about a, a freshman class of 5,000 to 5,500 or, or more a year, that's more than 15,000 people who are probably coming to campus for the first day of classes for the first time ever. And that, you know, has <laughs> a little learning curve there. Well, everybody learned to give themselves more than just five minutes to park and walk to class now. And- that is true. Yeah, That's and you, right. you got that shuttle system between Edinburgh and Brownsville still going, right? Taking people to classes there and then oh, back okay. to the absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. There's a, a significant amount of bus, and and by the way, it also starts stops in Harlingen and Westlaco as well, because remember we <clears throat> we offer some things in but the podiatry program, for instance, That's is, is all in Harlingen, and so. It, we do have a uh, significant transportation service that operates on a regular basis, and that seems to be going very well. Dr. Guy Bailey, President, UTRGV, our guest. Some years back when we um, we saw the, the christening of UTRGV, the, the new entity that was our university, I know the passion that you expressed was to make 
our university a tier one research university. And of course, with a medical school, that's easy. There's always research going on. But then other disciplines and things like the business school also working toward more research. How goes the effort in to climb that ladder as far as research and eventually it's, leading to, to tier one? It's going very well, and uh, uh, we we have our research has almost doubled since the since we opened our doors. And that's a, and, and again, we're talking about research expenditures, which that's how research is normally measured. But it's almost doubled. And you're right, the School of Medicine has been a, a big help there. But uh, School of Engineering, for instance, we have some very fine faculty members there, Karen Lozano, people like that who are highly productive faculty members who are doing very well. College of Sciences is doing very well. We, we have a number of outstanding programs, coastal studies. There are just a variety of things that uh, we have. A, we have a funding in clinical psychology. We have a very, very well-funded programs and uh, just across campus. And so uh, folks are doing really well and we're making great progress there. In our last conversation, you mentioned that the the graduate program saw a bit of a re- retreat and registration is there a plan to address that maybe try to get professionals back well, online or in person yeah the, yeah that's a, that's a that's a great point and it's a master's program primarily people who were at home you know looking to get their mba and their uh, masters in education M- many of them have already completed their masters and so uh we'll continue to build and offer new masters programs a lot of the graduate growth will be in doctoral programs and we had very strong growth and doctoral programs. We have relatively new programs in physics, brand new program in human genetics, which is one of the the, the most uh, innovative in the in the state of Texas. Great program. <clears throat> we have a, a new uh, new doctor, doctorate of nursing practice, DMP. All of those programs are absolutely full. And so uh, we think as our graduate enrollment will grow as those doctoral programs grow, and the master's programs will come along as well. Aside from the podiatry program, Harlingen, are there other interesting brick-and-mortar projects on the drawing board or coming up soon, either Brownsville or Edinburgh? Well, you know, we've got uh, – we have always have things going on. I, I think the most important thing, we've got some groundbreakings here for the uh, – uh, Cancer and Surgery Center in McAllen. Yeah, that's we'll, a big uh, one. Yeah, I early that. October we'll have a groundbreaking there, and we'll start construction there very quickly. Uh, we'd like to begin some uh, work on some student housing in Edinburgh as well. I mean, it's really uh, we're we're absolutely full. We're bursting at the seams with student housing, and we need more and. Uh, Starting that in, in Edinburgh, and we're also looking for some options in Brownsville as well. Uh, that's very important uh, too. Send for and and if you go to the Brownsville campus, the uh-huh. I mentioned human genetics. You'll see uh, uh, a research facility going up there, and you mentioned research uh, in Brownsville that uh, focuses on uh, genetics. Doctor B, it's always a pleasure. Thank you for the update, Doctor Guy Bailey, President UTRGV. This is the only radio station in the Rio Grande Valley for the news and information you need to know. We are News Talk 710KURV. Discover our Facebook page, 710KURV, also Twitter. I'm Sergio Sanchez, and my email is sergio at kurv.com. Thank you for listening. 
the News Talk 710 KURV. As long as you're scrolling through your phone, checking out your friend's latest Instagram post, take a moment to download the Radio Parami app. Take the app with you wherever you are and whatever you're doing. Stay updated with top and bottom of the hour news and the latest weather forecast. Plus, you can listen live to local talk shows, nationally syndicated programs, and listen to previous interviews you might have missed, all in crystal clear digital audio. It's called the Radio Potomy app. Find it in your Google Play or Apple App Store from your friends at News Talk 710 KURV.